Well, welcome everybody to uh, this podcast, Prepper Guy podcast. Um, gone through some changes. I was going to call it the therapy report and then some other things. and That's all back to Prepper Guy podcast. I'm not as worried about the numbering system, but I think this would be like 138 or one. I think it's 139, almost 140. That's a lot of episodes for crazy guy like me. So I want to thank everybody for sticking around this many years. It's going close to five, maybe six years since I started uh, Prepper Guy website and and the podcast. Um, didn't take long to, to switch to a podcast because I realized quickly that I hated blogging. Not because I hate blogging, I just fucking cannot stand to type. And if you've listened to me long enough, you understand why I don't like typing, because my brain just jumps all over the place, and so I can't type that fast, so it becomes really boring, in my opinion. I wouldn't read it, so why would you? So it it, it took a while, but then it just went to, um, boom, all of a sudden becoming a, a, a podcast, and uh I'm finally starting to get what podcasters call your voice, but you know it takes a long time to get a get a groove and a momentum. I've always had the way I wanted to present things, and I've I've never, except maybe the first couple podcasts, had an outline because can't even stand writing that way. Why would I podcast that way? And I think most people like just a conversation and you know you can tune into my podcast if you want and, and it's like a, a conversation at a bar where a bunch of drunk people are talking and you're listening to this one guy but you're not really part of it and you can walk away at any time if uh if you disagree with them but it's always food for thought you might get home and go you know that dumbass guy mark that was there he was saying some weird shit but you know the more i think about it but it's kind of unfiltered and um, was pretty right on the money, you know. You know, we need to think about these things. And so that's kind of what I've always tried to do. So thank you. It's not like it's an anniversary or nothing. I was just thinking, oh, thanks. It's kind of cool. So I was going to kind of veer off a little bit because normally in prepping, we talk about the, you know, the normal, typical disasters that we see in life or we think might be the disasters that would come and bite us in the ass. You know, pandemic, that's pretty close to our our heart these days. And you can see how the government can through whether the pandemic was bullshit or not. I mean, the the COVID virus did kill a lot of people. I mean, that's what viruses fucking do. But it, it didn't have to be the way it turned out but it, it, it seems to have turned out that way because our, our fearless leaders want to control us. So you have the, you know, the pandemic type thing, which leads me to, you know, what I always believed is all roads lead to Rome kind of thing in, in, a, in a podcast or in a end of the world shit hit the fan kind of thing is uh, this pandemic almost brought about an economic collapse, which is another one of the things 
that preppers prepare for is economic collapse. I'm waiting for a fucking train, so. You know, that's a reality. And we think of the EMP, and, and, and you know, we always tend to look at these end-of-the-world scenarios kind of like we do when we read or listen to an audiobook or whatever, watch a movie. It's like we see ourselves in that book, that, that storyline as either the hero or the, or the villain or wherever our mindset is, you know, the doctor, the mayor. You know, if you're looking at EMPs, then classic read would be, you know, One Second After by William Forston. It's a great book. Um, and just the, the struggles that go on. And, and so we kind of look at it that way and then we go, I'm prepared for that. Okay. You know, so there's there's the usual suspects, you know, financial, social collapse, pandemics, EMPs or solar flares, war, thermal nuclear war, plenty of books on that. And, and so we, we tend to prepare for that. And I, I believe that they all lead to social and financial ruin for the country. And you might be in a part of the country where you it doesn't even affect you. You know, you just wake up one day and all of a sudden everything's screwed up. And you're like, why'd that happen? We were doing fine. You know, especially if you're a libtard and don't think anything bad's happening. But, you know, you could be in an isolated area to where it doesn't affect you as much as it would a big city. But still, everything's fucked up. So you might not end up being the, the main character in the book until it really starts hit home. When everyone in your community is now starving because no matter where you are, the grid is down, the trucking is down, you're not getting food, you don't know how to grow food, or the the stores were looted and you can't get insulin like in uh, you know, one second after, you know, that becomes a main part of the, the storyline. It's his daughter needing insulin. So that's what we look at. But we never really look at and maybe a lot of us do, but you know, it's more in the realm of we, we, we love zombies and we think, oh, what would we do in, in, you know, if there were zombies? Which is still science fiction, but, I mean, we are getting damn close to being able to do that. I mean, this COVID thing and the, and, 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 and the, and the vaccine, um, you know, they're using prions and T-cells and stuff, which could lead to a zombie-type plague. I mean, it's, I've read a book 10 years ago about that. It was pretty fucking freaky. So what I want to talk about today is is more of uh, in that realm. So I'm going to stop and get some gas and then I will uh, start back up on my way to work. So hold on for Prepper Guy Podcast. Well, holy shit balls, Man. Two... F- 250 or, or no 350 a gallon whatever it was let me just look see here before i start really ranting yeah yeah almost uh 295 a gallon i mean minus one tenth of one percent or something like that so 62 dollars in gas in my truck because it was <laughs> definitely on empty and it's a, you know it's a tundra so it gets you know it gets better mileage than a lot of trucks i've owned i think right at 20 21 miles a gallon, something like that, if I keep my foot out of it, which I do now because I'm old, so I don't give a shit about racing. But yeah, hoofa, hoofa, loofa. Uh, of course, I guess it's not as bad as being in 
out east right now where all the fuel lines aren't working because of hackers, fucking hackers. So what I wanted to talk about today was some of the other unforeseen things that could end our world as we know it. And even though we think it's fantasy-ish, and it would still lead to pretty much the same problems we face no matter what causes you know, the end of our world as we knew it. Um, it's, it's rarely talked about. And, and you know, I, I woke up from you know, an oddball dream, and it's not like I'm a prophet and I had a dream and I need to have it investigated. But I was just dreaming about uh, some books I've been listening to on audio, which is uh, Expeditionary Force which is, you know, kind of like an unforeseen invasion of uh, aliens from space. And, you know, we, we get this attitude as, as I, I don't know, as pseudoscientists that most aliens will be benign. They're going to come here and help us be all sweet and cuddly. You know, ah, they might stick a probe up our butt once in a while. But, you know, for the most part, they're just doing it to help us. Like Fauci. So we don't we don't really look at it as the threat it could be and why it could exist, but we have reached out into space more and more. We have a space force now, so obviously um, it's not just about blowing up another country in space. You know, I mean, yeah, we might get pissed because Russia has a a base on the moon we don't know about or something. And so we want to blow them up. Oh, okay, whatever. But are there aliens on other planets? Well, logic and common sense and reason and an IQ a little bit over room temperature will tell you, yeah, there's just way too much out there. And even if you factor in religion... His works are without end, and Earth being one of his works would mean there's other works also out there. And maybe that's what leads us to this thought process that they're going to be sweet, benign little aliens, you know, because they're also godlike. And, and you know, could be. But, uh, you know, some of our biggest enemies we've fought in, in all the wars since, you know, the Revolutionary War, have also been people created by God that you would think would be benign also. You know, England's just here to be nice. They're helping the Indians. No, they stole all the land from the Indians, and then then we kicked their ass, and then, uh, then we bought it from them. Just to make that point, we bought the land from England. We paid them after the war, because that's what we do after any war. I guess it's history since the, the beginning of... America, that once we kick someone's ass and get them to surrender, we buy it. So we feel good about it. And, and that's fine. I mean, we did that after the Mexican, you know, revolution or the war with Mexico. You know, we gave them 15 million for this. So that's what we do. So don't think that just because there are aliens on the next planet over um, are going to be benign and sweethearts and you know, and they're just here to do missionary work. It's not that way. And uh, so we we know through Project Blue Book 
and some of these things that there have been encounters and now the government's actually releasing it probably to gain funding for you know space force um you know that that something did happen in roswell and and like i said you know reason has to dictate that something crashed there it was not a weather balloon because the military doesn't have you know thousands of men comb every inch of that valley where the weather balloon went down looking for pieces of a weather balloon no matter how secret it is it's wound it up and hauled it away you know because weather balloons just kind of crash like a garbage can falling out of the sky it doesn't go spreading you know miles across the valley because it was doing close to the speed of light or whatever when they crashed so they looked pretty hard for every little piece now was that a a military situation could have been it really could have been an experimental aircraft that they didn't want Americans to see or Russians to see. And so they leaked it out that it was aliens just so, you know, nobody would look that close. Maybe it was a Russian experimental aircraft or Japanese or China or whoever had technology back then. And But what if it, what if it really was? What if the alien autopsy show, documentary, whatever, is true? I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of facts back up that it, it was probably a real autopsy performed on an alien because they've tested the film and how old the film was and the, and the way it, everything you know the clipboards, the pins, the pencils they used, the lab coats they were wearing, the clock on the wall, the room, the flooring, the the lab bed that he was laying in. I mean, they analyzed everything to that period in time. So special effects. Uh, then they got a job with Spielberg or someone, Lucas Films, because we couldn't produce that type of special effects back then. Especially not on the, that film. So the film was dated back to the the closest to our time period was 60-something. So they were saying, well, you know, if it's a fake, then it had to be a fake done in the 60s. So... Um, they tested everything, all the stuff I mentioned, based on 60s technology and stuff. And, and, and even, you know, filmmakers go, we, don't, we can't create that realistic of special effects. You know, there's a difference when you cut into something that's, you know, living or dead, the way it reacts. And we, we haven't figured that out. But if it's a fake, you know, if the people will come forward, they have a job with, the, I don't remember if it was Steven Spielberg or... You know, whoever made E.T. or whatever, but he was saying, you got a job with me paying really well. So what if it, it is true? What if it was an alien spacecraft, like Independence Day? Well, they're out and about. Now, we can trust in God, thinking that he's told all his other people, don't go over there and dick around. Just like he's told us, uh, don't do these ten things in the Ten Commandments, or that, and, and then we still do them because... We have free agency, and maybe they do too. So that would be a, an attack. And, and, and unlike Independence Day, where we, you know, you know, get the word out to the rest of the world how to bring these sons of bitches down, it's not going to work. Because we're, we're just not technologically advanced enough to even putter around in space 
at way slower than light speed. And science is now showing that you maybe could fold space and do wormholes and they exist and black holes there might be a wormhole and or or traveling at the speed of light maybe one mile an hour slower than the speed of light because you know our little minds can't handle going faster than the speed of light even though we couldn't figure out going faster than the speed of sound until somebody said well fuck it you build a plane i'll fly it and he did and then we broke the sound barrier now planes travel three four times the speed of sound so it's out there it's within our grasp we as humans tend to limit ourselves by saying we can't do that and then we don't do that and there's a great book uh, it's called the the day the universe changed i don't remember what it was written i had a copy of it back in 84 85 and and it's by james burke a, a scientist and he kind of explains how science works he goes you come up with a theory and then you have to prove it that's your thesis and, and then, so you might be able to replicate it, but you need to still prove how you did that and everything. And so he goes, you know, when it comes to like light wave and light beam technology, he goes, that's one test we can never run is whether light is a wave or a beam because you have to have the lights on to, to read the, the results of the experiment. And the minute you do that, it contaminates it. So rather than just going, well, fuck it then, we don't know. We just invented light wave technology and light beam technology. So sometimes not knowing whether we can or can't is a blessing. But now that we live in, a, in, an, in an America and in a world where we're being controlled by people that don't want these secrets out, they don't want you to figure anything out. They don't even want you to figure out light wave and light beam because I'm sure somebody's got a patent on it and they're going to you know, lobby the federal government to arrest you, just like, uh, I think it was, uh, God, I wish I could remember his name, the guy that invented the, the hydrogen car, ran on water. And, and, and science just for years said, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. It takes more energy to, to break apart the water into hydrogen and oxygen atoms than, than you get out of it by burning it as a fuel source. Makes sense. Mathematically, that is correct. What I think his name was Mars, I could be wrong. What he developed was a carburation system that took the water, ran it through a jet, like jets in a carburetor, an injection system that was so small that it literally separated the oxygen from the hydrogen at the point of injection into the carburetor. And therefore it took no electricity, just pressure, just like fuel injection system. And he drove his car all the way from California to New York or something. And there was an article in the 60s from Time or one of the magazines that followed him and took pictures along the way. And then immediately, you know, big oil and government said he was stupid and crazy and lying. And it was all a conspiracy and whatever. But he's the same guy that when uh, Apollo 13 or whatever had a, a problem in space and the ever famous quote, uh, Houston, we have a problem. That was their, uh, their oxygen cells that separate oxygen from hydrogen and carbon monoxide and all that to create oxygen because they just can't take enough oxygen up into space. It's heavy, just the tanks are heavy. So they have systems of, of basically creating oxygen from what you exhale and stuff like that. 
um, they called on this guy to fix it. And so from Houston, he told them how to fix their, their oxygen uh, system, which worked because they didn't die. Um, so he wasn't a dumbass. And then the AEIE or whoever they are, the Atomic Energy Commission, got involved and said, well, what you're creating is a, a form of an explosion that's, uh, you know, akin to atomic energy or an atomic bomb. And we can't allow this. And he's like, well, yeah, if I was separating out the hydrogen and storing it, then that would be very dangerous. It'd end up being like, you know, the Hindenburg or whatever. But he goes, so it's happening at the carburetor. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to hear about it. We want to shut you down. And they did. And so now I still paid 60-some dollars for gas instead of water. Because big oil would not have liked that at all. So you can see that these technologies that may or may not exist that we got from Roswell and all this stuff could be under wraps just because some big company hasn't figured out how to do it yet and sell it to the American people just like big pharma just can't seem to figure out a cure for cancer even though there's a cure for cancer in uh, Istanbul because they're not regulated like we are. And so they have not found a cancer yet they cannot cure and treat and make it go the fuck away and are saving lives by the thousand every day. In America, you're just not going to ever see that technology because Big Pharma has the government and the politicians and the judges by the balls. Plain and simple. So out there in the endless amount of space, there could be a technology and a, a life planet that has, hey, we figured this out and uh, we can jump through wormholes or whatever and we can end up in Earth, you know, a year, a week, whatever, however long it takes to travel at four times the speed of light or once even at the speed of light, you know, because like just to get to Pluto, it's I don't know how many light years it is, but when you think about it, that's light years away. And so, if it's a million light years, then traveling at the speed of light is going to take you a million years. And even if you can fold, you know, or actually, even if you can go four times the speed of light, then it's going to take 250,000 years to get here. So, there has to be another technology, and they might have stumbled upon it. You know, there might be alien tech out there that they have found. We didn't. They did. Um, but if, if you believe in God and religion and that God is a, a, a being and he, he's all present, then he can appear to me and you simultaneously across the world, which is, you know, traveling at the speed of a car would be impossible. So there there's probably science and string theories and stuff like that that could make it happen I don't know but we always look at, a, at, at America and the world that we live in and go well you know that will never happen in America we will never have a financial collapse because well we're America and that little pipe dream is held true for 250 years now even you know 100 years since we've started thinking about into the world shit 
100 years. We all buy into that comfort food called bullshit, <laughs> called hopium. We're all strung out on hopium, thinking that the, that can't happen to America. We're the greatest military ever. Well, no. Russia has proven that they are right up there with us and sometimes more advanced because, you know, they don't have a gay, all-lesbian helicopter crew now. You know, they're just soldiers that do soldier shit. And we're into social engineering and, and trying to figure out how we're going to fit, you know, 27 different genders in a helicopter. So we're wasting our time. And we're doing it because of social engineering and because I think that the powers that be, whoever they are, these big families, just don't want us fucking knowing this shit because they already got their plan in action. And as long as they can keep us from looking over there, they'll be doing shit over there. So that's how I look at it. So is it feasibly possible for another species on another planet to end the world as we knew it. I, I think so. I mean, they have found particles in space now that are like atoms-ish, kind of, whatever they are. And they could separate them by, a, you know, they could put one of those particles they've found, and they've actually been able to, to put them in a little Tupperware thing. And then so, and put it in space with the, the astronauts. And then they can do something to the one here on Earth, the matching one, because they match. They're twins, whatever. And instantaneously, the other one reacts. There's no latency like there is talking to Houston to the space station even, you know, with microwave or with laser beam technology, because lasers still travel at the speed of light. This thing is traveling faster. So you... You tickle this one on Earth, and the one in space giggles, is basically how it works. And, and, and string theory has proven this out, you know, time and time again. So it's not like it's a, a Marvel comic book here. You know, it, it, it is actually a particle that they have found in space that reacts certain ways. So you could use those on-off scenarios like in computers to talk to a spaceship a billion light years away and when you're tickling this one here on earth that one's giggling so it's on off just like binary and you would have computer interaction and and communications at at, and i don't know how many bazillion times the speed of light because it doesn't react the same way so is there technology out there that we have no fucking clue how it works? Yeah. Is there technology out there or information or theories and just the way the universe works that some other group of people might have found and, and have figured it out? Yeah, possibly. Now that's just communications with Mark, but how do you take a spaceship from here tickle it here and have it laugh you know a million light years away well that's different but the point is there's shit we have no fucking clue about and and it's out there why because god has said his works are without end which means he's been tinkering in god's little workshop 
for 500 bazillion years because we don't know how old it is. It's omni everything. So, you know, if he's God the Father, then there might be a God the Mother and there might have been a great, 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 great grandfather God that's been tinkering in his workshop for a bazillion years. I don't know. Not my place on this planet to figure it out. But I do know that if I take the simple fact without going into blasphemy and say it, if his works are without end, then there's endless possibilities of shit we just don't fucking understand. And there could be a species out there that has figured that out or using it that decides that they're not going to follow the fifth commandment that thou shalt not go to earth and fuck with my people there. So whatever. What are you going to do about it? Send me to hell? It's like, no, I'll just be mad. You know, because God doesn't kill people, not even his own people. He might sequester them off onto another crappy little planet like earth. Go here. Here's what I'm going to do to you. So I, I don't know. But we never factor that in. And when we even think about it, like in these movies, it's laughable to think that every movie, like the battleship and, you know, everything is, we come out on top. Whether it's the, the, the day the earth stood still, the new one, you know, because the old one, you know, we didn't really win at all. Well, I guess in the one with uh, Keanu Reeves, we didn't really win either. You know, but uh, in the old one, the black and white one from the 60s, the guy that Keanu Reeves plays in the old movie, he basically, you know, gets tired of bucking with everybody and he just, you know, and and he finally gets to meet with all the scientists, you know, and uh, he's like, you see this robot here? He goes, there are millions of them throughout the galaxy. And now that you have become atomic-powered and you, you're, you're blowing shit up with atomic bombs and creating ripples in the space-time continuum or whatever, you know, these guys will come and destroy your planet because you don't fuck with certain things. Just like uh, you fuck with Mother Nature and she will come and tear your head off. Just like any mother. You know, so... You know, we always seem to always come out ahead, even if it's an asteroid flying towards us, you know, yay, you know, the new one, Greenland, you know, we, you know, nine months later, we come out and it's like, oh, the sun is shining. That fucking shit does not happen, you know, because that's an extinction level event, according to the movie. So whatever hit the earth would cause so much destruction that before life even reformed or you walked outside of your big bunker, which you wouldn't survive in anyway, because you're filtering air, you're bringing air up. It just doesn't work, okay? Good. So even in that show, we come out nine months later. It's like, hey, it's like, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It would have been thousands of years before our atmosphere would clean up. When God erases Earth because he's pissed, water you know this time a you know the extinction level event it's because our time here is done you're not going to hide from them you're not going to keep anything remaining from this planet 
to that one. And even if you hid in a bunker at the center of the earth and you actually love to heat that much, you didn't die. He's still going to come and take you because he's God. He's like, we're done here. Time to go. Recess. Go. It's over. Fucking back in the class. You wouldn't say that because he's God, but I would. So you're not going to hide from it. But, you know, there, there, there's possibilities of other things out there. And, we, we, and, and you can't really prep for that either any more than any of the other things we prep for. And so it's more of a, a, an exercise, a mental exercise or brain fuck experiment. <laughs> it's like doing CrossFit. It just wears you out. And it really barely does you any good, except over the long term. But you have to think about these things because they all boil down to one thing. And, and the alien shit from another planet might end up being extinction level. It's where your preps aren't going to matter. But everything happening here on Earth, pandemics and stuff, they're all going to lead to without rule of law, no matter what. You know, if, if there's an EMP, there's social collapse, there's a breakdown of supplies and, and people are killing each other and cannibalism which is stupid, but whatever. You know, it's like all the animals freaked out and killed themselves because their internet didn't work. But, you know, there's the, the, the book I told you, Earth Abides. And maybe in the, in the footnote of this podcast, I'll put some of the books that I really like in there you can click on and go buy. It might, uh, I'll make five fucking pennies, but uh, it won't cost you anymore. So I, I make a little bit. I appreciate that if you do that. But there's Earth Abides, um, and the expeditionary force, which is the alien thing, uh, one second after, which is great. Um, the world ends in Hickory Hollow, but no matter what the destruction is, we end up back to the 1600s or somewhere in that range, where no technology and just people trying to make ends meet. And the only difference is now that if the government continuity of government holds out then we're going to have a bunch of fucking stupid bureaucrats running around telling the military we need to round everyone up and, for their own safety and put them in FEMA camps. And, and I, for one, am, am not into that. No. You know, you know the, if the military and continuity of government want to revert back to the 1800s, you know, where we have a cavalry and then we go, hey, come help us here in, in, in the middle of BFE. Uh, we're being overrun by, you know, marauders. Then the cavalry could come in and, and stomp that down and then go, okay, bye. Have fun. Here's some chocolate, little boy. And that's that. That's what they need to do. But they're going to want to control it because they're control freaks. And control freaks must control everything. That's, that's their fucking nature. And so they'll want you in FEMA camps. And really, they just want to finish off killing everybody on the planet because they're evil. They're Satan. It's all right. So, control freaks are Satan freaks. They, you know, Satan was a control freak. You know, he said it. He said it in the fucking Bible. I'm not making this shit up. He said, I will make them all do the right thing and the glory be mine. I am a control freak. I will make them do the right thing and I get the pat on the back. That's, that's the government. That's control freaks. That's Satan. If you're a control freak at that level, you are Satanistic. You are not God-like. You are Satan-like. Because Jesus was like, hey, 
You know, we'll just let them all run around, run amok, make their own decisions, free agency. And, and if over the course of their life they go, hey, that was a real dickish thing to do. Um, then and they, they, they say they're sorry, they repent, they wake up, they have a come to Jesus moment, whatever the fuck it's called. You know, and they go, hey, Jesus, I, I've been a screw up. Will you help pick up the slack? And I don't, I don't even think being baptized and being saved is a matter. I think it's more of a, a judgment thing when you're there talking to him. He'll go, no, you, you tried really hard to not be an asshole. You tried to love your neighbor and love me the best you could. You started out as an idiot, yes, but you, you, you pulled it off. I, I'm going to pick up the slack. My atonement will atone for that. Anything you did wrong, whatever, because you're one of the good guys. And then he'll, the judgment, he'll show you all the things you grappled with. And, and, and you'll go, wow, now I get it. See, because I tried to solve that on earth my whole life, and I didn't understand. But now that you've shown me the, what the fuck, I get it. It's as clear as crystal clear water. I get it now. You wouldn't get it if you didn't grapple with it because you have no understanding of what you're getting. You can't understand medical science and surgery, reading books until you actually cut it open and go, oh, now that I have my hand in this guy's chest, I, f- I feel that, that, that thing underneath there. I, I, feel, I get it. I so get it. And that's what it'll be like. And that's just my opinion. And, you know, if no one agrees, that's fine. It's not like the first time people go, Mark, you're wrong when it comes to God and religion. It's like, hey, my fucking life, I'll deal with it my way. So there's, there's a million ways that the world could end. Just like the, that movie, A Million Ways to Die in the Old West. There's a million ways or more of how civilization can be disrupted to a point to where there's utter social collapse. And, and, and these countries that are starting their own economies and, and, and breaking away from the petrodollar is it because there's nefarious means, you know, or reasons that they, they're thinking about? Um, they're, they're trying to isolate themselves from the collateral damage because when the American economy collapses, their economy collapses because they're so tied to us. But if they cut those bindings and those, those extremely volatile financial ties to us, then they, they were, their economy will reel, but they might not collapse. Because, you know, right now, it's like I was talking to my grandson. It's like, what's the difference between, you know, cryptocurrency and, and silver? Because his dad buys some crypto stuff, you know. And, and he's pretty smart. He's 12 or 13. He's already going, what's the difference? So I said, well, intrinsic means tangible. It's, it's such, something you could touch. Tangible means touchable. And I said, Bitcoin is like having a bunch of food storage at your neighbor's house. But if they're not home, you can't get to it. So all your Pokemon cards, you got them. There they are. But you can't get to them. So you can't trade. So you you might as well not have them. And he's like, oh, I get that. You know, so, uh, you know, there's these, these financial ties that if you're not vested in other things like you know the american dollar the petrodollar then if america falls on its face 
which we are. We're already, we're falling. I mean, our hands are out. We've already bruised up everything. We just haven't hit our face yet. But it's, it's right there. It's, I mean, inertia, it's, it's there. So, um, these are the, 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 the things that will happen. And that's why these countries are divesting themselves of the, uh, the dollar. And, and it's not to hurt us, even though our government says it is, so that in that way we hate them, and then they can divide and conquer, and then, oh my God, we need to kill them. Yes, kill. They must die. <laughs> so, that's how I see it. Um, so, I, I can't really give you any you know, concrete evidence that there's life out there that might invade and end our planet and our existence as we know it. But it, it, is, it is out there. Is it as real as an economic collapse? I think it is as real based on just science and logic. Is it probable? Economic collapse is probably the number one probability right now. And in America could turn around and, and to spite, you know, cut off our nose, spite our face because everyone's divesting from the dollar and we see the end coming. We could, you know, launch EMPs around the world and shut everyone off. And it's like there. But, you know, our leaders might think, well, if we do that, then we need to keep ours on. But then Russia, China, fuck, even these third world countries like North Korea have satellites over America that are, at, a, at an amazingly convenient altitude for an EMP, but they call them weather satellites. Like North Korea gives a flying fuck about the weather. So you know it's an EMP, so they could still catch us off guard. They could, they could blow up one of them and really cripple everything and then wait a day and blow up another one and then wait a day and blow up another one. So every time you drag your shit out of your Faraday cage, they just fucking do it again. And then they might wait until, and, and, and then when they, you know, got their spies, you know, sending messages in a bottle back to North Korea, go, okay, they're starting to communicate a little bit. We're picking up some chatter here. Do another one. They got satellites all over the fucking place. So, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that our government, because they're control freaks, have created this society and, and world of hate, whereas God and Jesus wanted love and, you know, and working together, which would have been great. It's not going to happen, so might as well just accept that shit. So probabilities are something like that. But I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about aliens because the, the reality is if we, if we tried to fight them, they, they travel through space and a wormhole. We don't have a fucking hope in hell, all right? So get that out of your mind. So anyway, um, I'm going to go. I'm at where I need to be. And so I will talk to you all later. Love you. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, you know what? Uh, send me a, a, a like on, on YouTube or comment. You know, it's on YouTube. A lot of my videos are now going um, to just soon going to be prepperguy.com uh, because I have a new player and, and a hosting service that's not YouTube. But YouTube's still free for now. So um, there are all my videos and podcasts are on YouTube. They're on prepperguide.com. They are on BitChute, 
Brighteon for video, Contra Radio Network for video and podcast, and then then Contra Radio Network, I mean, and then um, prepperguy.podbeam.com for audio only. So most of them are that, are, are video. And, and I appreciate all the people that are, are still uh, tuning in and downloading my podcast in audio and watching on video. So thanks. Awesome. Appreciate it. And then if you have uh, your girlfriend or your wife or spouse, if you're talking to the prepper guys here, um, that like to write and blog and do video content on prepping and canning and survival, then there's preppergal.life. And I think the email is, uh, I shouldn't even give it out because I'm not sure. I think it's information or contact at preppergal.life. But uh, I'm not sure. I'll put a link there, I guess. I, I got a lot of links to remember. Fuck. So, uh, but, you know, prepperguy, mark at prepperguy.com always works. And, and no matter what the subject is. So, anyway, talk to you later. Love you. Enjoy the apocalypse. Or the coming alien invasion. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.